You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Wow. I've been having dreams about being a speedster. Memories of that life. It's okay to be scared while I am. All Wally wants to do is help people. Now you're getting powers. The time has come. He's in my head. Wally was possessed. Look out! It's all because I created Flashpoint. You have no idea what's about to begin. Another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Hello, Glenn! Hey! Uh, we have three shows this week, sir, but... last Because uh, last week we had two. This week we have all three, but next week we will have but one show. Yep. Just the Flash, because they have to realign everything for the big four episode crossover i'm going to have to get with uh jacqueline and aurora to see if we can get our our cards straight because i believe the idea i have is that we will do an episode of the great escapes and in which we will uh talk about the first two shows supergirl and the flash and then we'll do a flashing arrows episode where we talk about arrow and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. This is, of course, all presuming that we can get them to, um, you know, watch all four shows. Uh, if we can, if we can get this to happen, I believe that is the plan. Uh, now, it's possible that there might be people who are not subscribing to the Escape podcast and Flashing Arrow uh, simultaneously. You might not be watching Supergirl. Uh, if that's the case. We've got we've got a couple we've got a few days. Uh, let me hear from you, uh, cinemageekly at gmail dot com. And if there if there are enough of you that are like I I actually don't watch Supergirl and I don't want to have to subscribe to a different podcast just to listen to one thing. Uh, if there are enough of you, I will put both parts. Uh, I will include them both in the Flashing Arrow. So Supergirl will get their uh, their episode where we also talk about the Flash, but I'll include both parts in, on the Flashing Arrow feed. If there, I guess if there are enough of them, but I feel like if you're listening to this show, you're probably listening to the show about the other DC uh, show that is now on CW as well. Uh, and uh, judging by what uh, Aurora has told me, it's an even better show this season, a, a much better show than it was in season one. Is Cat so, Grant still in it? I think she is. Hmm. I heard, yeah, I heard otherwise. I heard, like, you know, she'll, she'd only work in Los Angeles or something. But they're filming in Vancouver, and I've seen her on the... I, I at least saw parts of the pilot, and I know she was in there. So I don't know how, how often she shows up. Maybe she's now relegated to, like, a, uh, a cameo role where she shows up every now and again. But uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that'll be something to ask, I suppose. Uh, 
let's forget about that though that's that's still many days away and we have these three episodes to talk about right now starting with season three of the flash episode six it is called shade and uh we start with wally dreaming about being kid flash and he is relating these dreams to joe and uh clearly uh the same thing that has happened to many other people uh is now happening to Wally where he is gaining his flashpoint powers. Uh, a metahuman that H.R. Wells nicknames Shade appears and murders a stockbroker. Caitlin reveals her powers to Cisco and has him vibe her to know her future. And Cisco sees himself fighting Caitlin as Killer Frost. Uh, and this causes Caitlin uh, to contemplate leaving the team. Alchemy begins summoning Wally to him. So the team locks him in one of the particle accelerator cells for his own safety. Meanwhile, Barry and the others stop Shade's next attack and capture him using meta-dampening handcuffs. Cisco tells everyone the truth about Caitlin, even though Caitlin did not want this to be public. And Barry privately confesses to her that her powers came from him creating Flashpoint. Although Caitlin hasn't said anything about uh, alchemy or being called to him, so that's weird. Um, or maybe she just naturally got the powers because things are a little different here in this. Yeah, movie. I would say it was probably when he did with Flashpoint. Yeah, I mean, because there's probably no Sarah Diggle Jr. anymore, right? So yeah, now he's just Baby Diggle Jr. Uh, so probably like with the uh, accelerator, it probably changed her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She got the powers. Uh, Wally volunteers to lead the team to alchemy in order to capture him and to stop his uh, uh, intrusion into his brain, which is also physically injuring him as well. Barry, Joe, and a SWAT team locate alchemy and his followers and surround them. But just then another speedster, which only Barry can see, suddenly attacks them. As Barry fights it, Alchemy entices Wally to pick up a fallen energy weapon, which encases Wally in a crystallized cocoon. And Barry finally stops the other speedster in its track, and it calls itself Savitar. The speedster overpowers Barry and then prepares to kill Barry Allen. Savitar, the, didn't he call himself the god of speed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what did you think of Sade? Damn it, I love this show. It is a fun show. It is super hokey and corny and cheesy and melodramatic, and I eat that shit up. <laughs> they do I well. really do. Yeah. Like, as dumb as the line, there's no flash without Iris West, I just, the way they were looking at each other, I was just like, ah, oh, you're right, Barry. It isn't. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I was sitting there like, Ah, oh, damn it. Like, they just, I they got me wrapped around their finger. They really do. They nail it, right? Yeah. And then, like, I laughed so hard when HR, when they were like, and Joe West comes in, he's like, oh, you didn't tell him? And he's like, you know, giving them mannerisms, like, you didn't tell him that he looks like a, you know, a mass serial killer? And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, no, about, about the HGLs here, you know. Killing Barry's van? Yeah, he, they finally told me. The little scamps. Like, I laughed yeah. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it 
when he said that. And then the, oh my gosh, and he's like, so wait, Gorilla Grodd, do you have Cindy Gorillas here? I was like, yeah, you have them on your planet? Oh, oh yeah, we do. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gorilla Kingdom. Yeah, just mentioning Grodd got me excited. Oh, I know. Uh, we got to get more, hopefully more Grodd appears. So I'm thinking that maybe HR might be from Supergirl's planet. Maybe. That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it's kind of a cool tie-in. But again, it's like, uh, Barry have... never told anybody that he went there, so... No, he is not, and nor have they ever mentioned... I mean, they have mentioned which H, which Earth H.R. Wells apparently comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I believe they said Earth-19. Uh, but they have never actually... Uh, uh, and aside from Barry never mentioning that he met Supergirl and went to an accidental different Earth one time, they've never also confirmed exactly which Earth that it is that Supergirl is Correct. on. So it's a very good door they left open for themselves. That is true, whether intentional or not. I say walk through it because it it can it can fit things together uh, a little bit. I think. Uh, so yeah, this is. Um, I'm really, I'm just I'm loving Tom Cavanaugh this season. Yeah, I didn't and I didn't think I was gonna either at first. Like, uh, but he's warming to me a bit. I think I just like. It's not so much his character. I just like him just because I'm just thinking of like how different he's had to play the same person. Yeah, three three or four different times now. I think. Yeah, so it just to me like I, I feel like if I was an actor, that'd be kind of fun. Like you Agreed. still have yeah, to, yeah. yeah, you get like the same character to kind of build on, but you've got to approach it differently. Different versions of the yeah. same self, right? Uh, you don't have trans flight transfraction. No, no, we don't. So how's it powered? Uh, you know, transfection of the light. You know, that stuff. Oh, is made by my partner. He's the real, the, you know, the guy you saw. He's the... <laughs> so so I ask you, is alchemy not the big bad this season? Is it really Savitar? Is, like, alchemy working uh, for the god of speed, so-called? Well, is what's this... weird is he says, like, Wally, you need to get it, like, as if, like, you need to fulfill this destiny because if you don't, it's going to unleash something bigger yeah and so i mean it, alchemy ran away so it wasn't like he wanted to s stick around with that guy right so i could see you know how they tried to do this last episode with the vigilant i mean i know we'll talk about an arrow but it was kind of like they're approaching him as kind of like a, an anti-hero mm -hmm. in a way yeah which um given the groundwork they've done with him if that is in fact what they do i think is kind of a cool payoff of, of not having him be, like, the big bad. It's more like, no, I'm trying to unleash these people because, in in an essence, like, there's this super being that can kill them all. Which, if they, which more than likely is what they're doing, if it ties into Julian, still kind of ties into his, you know, his theory about, you know, these people doing all these bad things. Like, he's unlocking their potential, and yes, he's having them revert to their villainous selves, but a lot of ways he's having it, you know, attack Barry, so maybe have the Flash open his eyes that there's yeah. big problems and just these villain-of-the-week characters. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they've... Yeah, they've certainly... They've certainly opened a door to more, more questions. I, I'm not viewing... And not uh, in a lost way. Right, I mean, and... Right. No, I feel like these will actually be answered in a in a way that most people can make sense of. Um, <laughs> I was able I was able to make sense of 
Like, for some reason, when Lost was over, it made sense to me, but I can totally see why so many people were like, I have no, no idea. Yeah, it made sense, but it was it was very dickish. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like they've opened some doors to, to question some things and make things, uh, to make you question exactly what's happening and who's really bad here and what's going on. And that's, that's good, as long as they're uh, properly answered. Uh, in some form, I have a feeling though it's going to be wrapped up fairly soon-ish, because they are doing this big four-part. I mean, well, you know, maybe the four-part thing is not indicative of, an, of a larger arch. It might just be for a four standalone episode like miniature arc, and then they'll move back to Savitar or Alchemy, presumably. So, uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we will see as things go. Uh, let's let's grade this guy and let's move on to uh, the. The, the lesser of the three episodes this week. <laughs> oh, we never graded it. Yeah, well, all I was going to say, what would you give Shade? Uh, like a four and a half. Okay, that's... No, like, no okay, a four. Okay, I'll say four. four. Okay, because I, I gave it a four. I'm like, ah, oh, that's slightly... There's not... There's not uh, there, yeah, they didn't have the great mini-arcs that I really enjoyed last week on Legends, uh, but uh, some like it was just fun stuff. They're on the right track. They're back to what they were doing before. Yes. Uh, Arrow, on the other hand, let's talk about season five of Arrow. On the same track, not the right one. Yeah. <laughs> season five of Arrow, uh, episode seven. This one is called Vigilante. We are fighting a war on two fronts. These murders might be the works of a different vigilante. We're on the same side. Then stop trying to kill us! This is a war. You're not getting the job done. This is a war, but I'm gonna fight it the right way, as I am all this city has. Vigilante appears in Star City, one who kills criminals in cold blood. So it's Oliver Queen, presumably, uh, maybe from the first season. Uh, meanwhile, Quentin Lance tenders his resignation as deputy mayor. He later tells Thea about the throwing star and his drunken blackouts, but believes he is being set up. The team intercepts the vigilante during a bank robbery but gets away. As does Eric Dunn, the head of the robbers. Uh, Adrian forces one of the other robbers to reveal, Dunn, uh, to reveal Dunn's location, and Green Arrow saves him from said vigilante. Thea convinces Quentin to go to rehab, while Oliver and Susan start getting closer. The team poses as bank robbers to lure the vigilante, who again escapes, even after Oliver defeats and nearly unmasks said vigilante. Thea tells Oliver and Quentin about the possibility of his being framed. They deduce that Prometheus must know Green Arrow's identity. Evelyn is revealed to be working for Prometheus. Uh-oh. In flashbacks, Kovar introduces Oliver to his servant, uh, Galena, who I believe is the mother of uh, Tiana, I think is her name. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, but he also he also claims that the Bratva has 
only been using Oliver for their own ends, including making a deal with him. Kovar then releases Oliver back to the Bratva. Truth is a matter of perspective. Uh, so I thought the best part, the, the best thing in this episode was Dolph Lundgren. Yes, yes, you are correct. I thought he was awesome in this show, which I, I'm shocked and stunned that I'm saying this about Dolph Lundgren. Uh, but I, I don't know if he's secretly become like a pretty decent actor at some point, and I just didn't notice. No, I mean, his movies. raw intelligence, I mean, it was, chances are it was going to happen inevitably. <laughs> at some point it would just come through. Like, because I thought he was Mind very over good. matter. Yeah, I just, thought, I just thought he was very good. Like, he seemed like the best actor on this show. Uh, and those scenes, the... The flashbacks were like the the best scenes I thought. Just because yeah. it was very good. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on Vigilante? No. no. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it got really fun with the whole like, oh yeah, Felicity's boyfriend, and she's like, oh, and he's like, oh. I mean, I guess you don't want to put labels on it. Do 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 do. And I uh, just was Can like, we please go back to there is no flash without Iris, please. Yeah. And it's just like, dear Lord, that's just so stupid. And then the, um, uh, like the whole vigilante thing, like, you know, okay. So e- even in and of itself, like in this episode, they're showing how you can do that of perspective, you know, you know, doing, you know, of, of allowing, uh, allowing you to manipulate what is the truth. They did a really good job of that in the flashbacks. So they did not do a good job of that in in the present tense. And yes, I know it's because oh, you have to root for Oliver. But like, hey, if you all you ever do is tell me how oh he's not what he is, he he fucks up. He's uh, he's you know tormented by his inner demons and himself, and then like always have it to where he's in the right, like. Mm-hmm against his other his villains like well then that's just not as interesting you you keep telling me all this garbage but you're not even eating your own shit like it's just it's just annoying and the whole like i don't know the guy who plays ragman i don't know he just kind of bothers me same he's just like so soft-spoken and calm this whole team is just weird, and I don't like them. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool that they did the whole Artemis double cross. I mean, that happens. In I mean, stuff, so I mean, so they reveal that Evelyn is really working with Prometheus, and I, I guess they dissuaded our fears that somehow Lance was really Prometheus. Yeah, I guess. Um, although I don't, so I guess I don't know who Prometheus is, but I, I guess it's expected to be some big reveal at some point. Okay, and so with the Lance thing. I was really uncomfortable watching that because I don't know like what's going on with them in real life, but it just felt like it felt less like friendship and more more lover. Oh, between him and the yeah, Thea? yeah. I, I didn't really pick up on that vibe. I guess I, I wasn't know, it paying just, that much attention. It just seemed really eerie to me. Like I was half expecting them to like make out. Ew! At least twice. And I was just kind of like, I'm, I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I didn't pick up on that. But <laughs> I, I may, I, actually, I don't know if I want to go back and watch it again. No, so I, I think you do. Um, yeah, otherwise there isn't a lot. Okay, so I, I would have given this episode a two and a half. But based off of Dolph Lundgren's performance, I gave it a three. 
uh, so I think that's uh, I think that's a win for this show. Although it's uh, a minor character in flashbacks is the reason uh, I enjoyed this, which it should not be the case. Uh, before you give your score, I would also like to point out that we are oh so close, Glenn, to Legends of Tomorrow becoming the number two show in terms of viewership. Uh, looking oh, at the really? Re- yeah, Flash is easily number one now. Flash did like three million viewers this week. Arrow did 1.86 million oh, shit. for this week. And Legends did 1.85. Moving so, on up! Literally. Just a, like a just like a tenth of a point behind uh, of Arrow here. And that'll be a good day. I hey, I've Titus converted running. a lot of people into watching DC. I know a lot of people that watch that show, and most of them watch all of this, all the CW stuff. They watch it all on Hulu. Ah. So I think that I, I would I would say those numbers don't let them because CW does have a deal with and they even have a deal with Netflix as well, they so do. they're very good about their cross format. Um, yeah, all three of these shows are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I I would say that and Supergirl as well. I I wouldn't be too worried about even if the numbers seem low on DC Legends. I and it doesn't look like it's that expensive to make, um, but. Uh, it's also it, there's I think there's more of a following than what it shows. I mean, even whenever I type in for gifts, like they come up, you know, pretty pretty close to the top. So I would say it's definitely in the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, what would you give Vigilante here, and then we can? Just uh, I would give it a two and a half, and that is also because of Dolph Lundgren. So oh, okay, so you waited Dolph. You it's not it's not that you waited Dolph Lundgren's performance less. It's that you waited the overall show less. Yeah, it was just. I, it was just nonsense. <laughs> also, David Ramsey is getting fucking yoked. <laughs> Holy crap, that guy is huge now. Yeah. I mean, he was always, like, good shape, but he was, like, you know... Well, he's not that big, but kind of, like, Luke Cage shape, like, big guy. Yeah, no, not, yeah. like, like, obviously muscle definition, but not, like, in the lean kind of way. He's, like, David Ramsey's approaching, like, Ben Affleck levels of big. <laughs> um, that is big. I mean, yeah, it's not. I've seen Luke Cage. Yeah, that is a, that is an enormous man. Yeah, he's a mountain for sure. He is a mountain of a man. Uh, let's talk about uh, Legends of Tomorrow. DC's The Legends season two. I'm excited too. It's called Outlaw Country. 1874. Back to the Wild West. It's Hex. We need to stop Turner from taking over the West. The great Jonah Hex. I'm taking you in. Let's party! Are you chewing tobacco? No, don't you roll. So the team learns about an aberration in 1874 Colorado, 
where they save Jonah Hex from being executed, hung by the neck he, he almost was, uh, but they save him. He reveals that he is fighting an outlaw boss named Quentin Turnbull, who I believe is Jonah Hex's big baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty excited when I heard that. Going from John Malkovich to Jeff Fahey. That's really not that much of a downgrade. No, uh, the dude who played Turnbull I thought was great in this episode. Yeah, Jeff, I love Jeff Fahey. Uh, Nate reveals that Turnbull will lead the Western United States in its secession to form the Turnbull Country. <laughs> yeah. Quite the uh, uh, ambitious plan. Uh, but he's got shit to back this up with, Glenn. The team learns... I haven't seen what's going on now. The, Turnbull, the, the team learns that Turnbull is extracting dwarf star material, the same sort of thing that Ray used to make his Adam suit, and that Turnbull is planning to destroy a critical railway connecting the eastern United States to the west, stopping the United States Army from marching towards the west. And uh, Sarah and Jonah engage Turnbull. Mick and Amaya destroy the mine, and Nate uses his powers to stop a train. Instead of killing Turnbull, though, Jonah decides to deliver him to the authorities. And with the Dwarf Star material taken, Ray plans to rebuild his suit and shows Nate the suit he made for him as Commander Steel. And Amaya decides to teach Mick how to control his anger. Martin and Jefferson deduce that due to the former's interaction with his past self, his life or his wife has changed. And Sarah tells the team that they need to return to 2016 to help their friends. Uh, so that is, uh, in a nutshell, this episode of Outlaw Country, but so much more happened in this episode. Glenn, what did you what did you think of the episode this week? I really like this. I didn't like it as much as last week, Same. but I really liked this episode. When your plan involves sending Mick Rory into a saloon and just giving him money... So he can pick a fight with the big boss and drag it out to the streets. I am all in. Except the except the best thing happened. He met Turnbull, <laughs> was a dick to him, and then Turnbull's like, I like the cut of your jib. And they became friends. <laughs> they became friends, yeah. yeah They're sitting there drinking about like, and he's like. <laughs> Swapping like, war stories. He's like, this whole government thing, this isn't for men like you and me, McRory. We're meant to be free. We're, out, we're to be out here doing as we please. And you can see the look on Mick's eyes. Like, yeah. I want to marry you. Like and you then can he gets see guns it. and goes berserk. <laughs> yeah, it's a party, and he's just start shooting all double the wielding shot, yeah. double wielding shotguns. Uh, he's so he's so much fucking fun. And then Steel jumps in front of him, and even like takes a bullet, takes a bullet, and then takes a dwarf star bullet. Which yeah, and then I love like whenever he's like trying to get himself jacked up to like stop the train. He's all like you know trying to pump himself up. Yeah, you got this. Come on, come on. He's just going to do it. And then it happens, and they're all like. Dude, did you see me stop a train? He's like, yeah, man, that was awesome. Or no, he said that was badass. Like, that was just like, yeah, no, it just, the train. it's fun. It's great. And yeah. it was weird because, you know, Rory had some really great lines in this, but he didn't have the best line. And I'm mad that I can't remember it. But to me, Jefferson, when he comes back into the shuttle and sa- he says something to Gray, he had the best line of the show. I can't remember what it was. It was just really funny. No, I don't recall either. Um, because all I can ever remember is, hey, the McRory stuff. But you're right, man. I, you're like, do you think they're teasing something with like McRory and and Vixen? And the answer is apparently yes, they are. Yeah, it was cool. Like you know, kind of, I kind of like their little. You there's know, only, there's sc- only one. 
there's only one downside to this. They're doing a thing with Vixen that I noticed in this episode that it irked me a little bit. Yeah. And that I'm pretty sure at least three or four times she's like, and I know a thing or two about wild beasts or animals or like she said it like three times. It's like, yeah. we know we heard you say it a bunch. Yeah. I think she said it like three times in that. Um, I'm like, why, why, do you, to him. why do you keep at this point? I feel like being a dick and being like, Hey, uh, do you know anything about wild animals? Cause I'm looking for somebody who knows a thing yeah. or two about, about beasts. That's a thing or two about taming beasts. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of annoying, but that, that, I, don't know, that, I like the whole just, like I, it was just irksome. It was irksome. Like, it all was right, annoying. Vixen, go with him into the bar. And it's like, oh, I drew the short shot. Or when they're like, oh, he owns this. He owns the barbershop. He owns the bank. He owns the whorehouse. And yeah, it was kind of a bad like, uh, uh, was it eighty, bad ADR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was bad, but the line was just so good. It's like, no, and the answer is no, Rory. <laughs> like you could tell it was done way after the fact. Yes, but, but somebody was like, "This would be funny," and it was funny. So yes. like, I forgave it because of works. course it's just like, and no, the answer's no, Rory. Like, oh yeah, it's probably what he would be thinking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, that was that was great. Um, Jonah Hex had a little bit of had a little bit of side character growth. Yeah, uh, he learned that not only are women folk. Uh, <laughs> to be uh to be trusted but they can be capable leaders as well which is something jonah hex i I think did not really uh i mean of course he's a man of his time right he's from the late 1800s Mm -hmm. uh and he was stunned to see that it was uh that it was white canary who was in charge of this team that she was the she was the captain now and uh you know what i mean and he was just like "Eh, lady folk in charge really um, but you know, he grew, he grew by the end of this episode, Glenn. Oh, even Rory did too. Like whenever Vixen goes and she says beasts and animals more than what they say in fantastic beasts and where to find them. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, and he's just kind of like, Oh, they're not my friends. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just here, you know, I, I'm seen as an asset as a weapon pretty much. And it was kind of like, yeah, you're right. Which is why I had to go back and watch the episode where Captain Cold sacrifices himself. Yeah. And it was funny because my co-host, who's being quiet and sleepy next to me, <laughs> um, decided to walk on my remote, and it paused it. And you know where they pause, and they like show where the cities are. You know how it kind of goes by fast. Well, it paused, yeah. and it actually said Gotham City. Really? Like as it was paused, it said that's Gotham awesome. City, and then you know, of course, you play, and they're saying Star City, and I'm like, oh, that's cool because they're showing the fluidity of time, like things. Yes. Like, and it was. Because I think, like, when they do it in Flash, it kind of, like, just just shows up. Arrow, it shows up. But in this one, it kind of, like, pops up like a dial, like the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, and you know, this is, this. I think this sends a good message in general, this episode did, that if an old-timey Confederate outlaw <laughs> from the late 1800s can accept women in power, that perhaps someday in the near future, we could also do the same. Uh, maybe someday that'll actually happen, Glenn. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm not sure when. I think it's kind of sad that Jonah Hex was able to learn this lesson, and uh, if if the, if there were any that you could excuse for not learning the lesson, it would be somebody from uh, from so long ago. Well, but he figured. Not, it out. Well, David Duke just thinks he's in the 1800s, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but not. I mean, she, and she was good, uh, and that she continues to 
to to shine. They've given her like a, a bit of this spotlight, and I think she's kind of she's running with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's working for her. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's doing well as the lead. I mean, I still missed Hunter just because I he really he really does just do a good job of balancing out the cast. But I I do like his absence because I think it it just, well I mean it's not even a smaller cast because then they added another person, but uh, it just yeah like you said like everybody's really had their moments this year. I really liked a lot of Jefferson stuff. I mean whenever he had to go into the Civil War and like that scene with the slaves like holy shit like you know we talked about it. Um, and it just oh, yeah it is I really. I'm really excited for when he does come back because I think it's just going to make the show that much stronger. Uh, so, the, the aside from the 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 bit that they did with Vixen in this episode that irked me, and this was this isn't even really irksome, but I kind of laughed at like how like how they ended how they their their segue to the next episode. Oh yeah, the the crossover uh, was was silly. Uh, they're just like, uh, Hey guys, go to 2016. Hey, we gotta, go, we gotta go to 2016. They're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> our friends need our help. Uh, and that was, that was kind of it. That was like the, uh, uh, which is weird. Cause I thought it would have been, I thought that's what they were doing with, uh, with gray. They were kind of, the reason why his memories were changing. They're like, Oh, we need to go back to this day. And it's, you know, not so much the present, but. It just kind of leading up into the crossover kind of thing. Yes. Uh, now, by the way, the cast list for this uh, this crossover, uh, they are including pretty much everybody of importance. Um, so does, I mean, I know she's like second billing on that show, but... Does that really mean Felicity is going to be in there? Because you said of importance. Um, she is in this. Yes. Uh, here, actually, here's here's the list of characters that are scheduled for these four, uh, these four episodes: uh, Flash, Iris West, Killer Frost, Vibe, Wally West, H.R. Wells, Joe West, Green Arrow, Supergirl, Spartan, Speedy, Overwatch, Mister Terrific, Vigilante, Quentin Lance. Uh, so yes, vigilante uh, hmm. is is in this uh, firestorm. Adam White Canary, uh, the other half of Firestorm, obviously. Vixen, Gideon, uh, presumably as a voice. Uh, uh, Steel and Heatwave. So it's basically all of them. And the only person from Supergirl coming over is, of course, Melissa Benoist, and nobody else's. Which is kind of a shame. I think I would have liked like Martian Manhunter maybe uh, to come along for the trip, but. You know, uh, I guess that's only only her. I guess that's all you really need. Yep. God, I mean, you could have got the Superman come over from that show as well. Obviously, he's been on the show this season. Badass. I think that would have been awesome, but I don't know. Okay, so what would you give uh, this week's Legends, unless you have more to add? To no, no, I really don't. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would say is I really hope they aren't going to do the kiss of death with Aura like they did with Captain Cold. They can't. Yeah, no, they can't. I really like. I really don't want. He's so. He's just a good foil to them. Yep. Like you can't. Like I feel like Palmer is probably gonna be the one that's gonna jump ship, which is okay. I mean, he's kind of run his course. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fine on the show, and he's definitely better than he ever was on 
Arrow when he was on that show, for goodness yeah. sakes. And I think maybe Victor Garber just be given his name, like he might be the one yeah. to go as well. Like I really think after this season is where we might have a pretty big overhaul mm-hmm. um, as far as a cast. I really am surprised, though, because you know, they said they were going to have the rotating of John Barrowman and uh, Kate Cassie, I guess, is supposed to be in that fold as well, and same as uh, Captain Cold. Like It's weird that they haven't shown up besides the one thing. And, really at all, yeah. And the Flash, and I mean, Kate Cassidy showed up in, in uh, Arrow at the beginning as well. So it's yeah. kind of weird that like he has that 22-episode contract, but it's like he's only been in one so far. Yeah. So I'm guessing that after this crossover event is, but probably that's how we're going to get Hunter um, back is probably within this crossover, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, or their actions in the crossover, how he just shows up or something. And then maybe that's how we kind of get. I'm. We have to see Citizen Cold at the very least. I want to see Citizen Cold in this. Uh, so. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, what would you give this one, sir? We... Uh, good, good, good old four. Good old four. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite episode this week. I gave it four and a quarter. Um. So just slightly. Oh, the hopefulness of Flash is what just just sold me. <laughs> those, those really dumb cheesy lines in the flash just i ate it up i mean these are both these are both good arrow hopefully we'll just this is season five right maybe this will be the end of the show didn't 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 i hear at one point they wanted to just go for five seasons well yeah i thought i thought it was supposed to be five seasons because he's on the island for five years but then yeah. it was like well maybe they'll do six yeah but oh. then he went to like china and then he went to no he's in russia so clearly he wasn't on the island for five years. So there's yeah. tra- um, I, I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. Uh, we don't have to talk about any of those Aeronistas next week because there's only one show. So when Glenn and I return next week, there are no legends. There is no Arrow. There is only the Kevin Smith-directed episode of The Flash Season 3, Episode 7, called... Killer Frost. Oh, and we have to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. 